This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 2nd of July. Justin, listen mm-hmm. to this. Cirque du Soleil, the producer of many Las Vegas acrobatic many, shows, many has sadly filed for bankruptcy no. and is cutting over 3,000 jobs. Brett, Google has announced a new feature in its spreadsheet has app. It? Google Sheets. Yep, it has. It will autocomplete and suggest formulas for your data in a spreadsheet. Okay. I'm just waiting for the day it can actually build a financial model from scratch, though. <laughs> Three very juicy stories today, Justin. For our first story today. Let's do it. Chemist Warehouse reckons that despite being hit hard by COVID lockdowns, Mm -hmm. it will remain profitable and keep making money as restrictions continue to ease. Pretty impressive. So what's the story here? Well, some background. Chemist Warehouse is not small. (laughs) small It has around 400 chemists and over a quarter of Australia's $16 billion retail pharmacy market. We know that retailers have been hurting bad lately, Mm -hmm. but what about retail pharmacies? They've actually been doing pretty Mm. well this year. And that's because of our newfound obsessions with hand sanitizers and vitamins. Pre-COVID shutdowns, Chemist Warehouse was dominating thanks to panic buying. But in April, Chemist Warehouse had a big drop in sales Mm. as we all pretty much cozied up at home for the month. And had stockpiled pharmacy items until 2027 (laughs) for me. How did Chemist Warehouse go last financial year? Well, the company that owns around half of all Chemist Mm -hmm. Warehouses earned a profit of over $7 million. But get this, the same company earned revenue of over $290 million this year. So what's the key learning here? It may seem simplistic, but sometimes it's easy to overlook profit because revenue numbers are Mm. so big and exciting. There is an important distinction between revenue and profit. How so? Revenue is the total amount of income generated by the sale of goods Uh or services for a company. For Chemist Warehouse, this is like the money they earn from selling hand sanitizers Mm -hmm. and jelly babies. (laughs) And then what is profit? Profit is the income that remains after subtracting Uh. all the expenses of the business. This includes the cost of buying the actual profit products like hand sanitizers Mm. from suppliers as well as all the other expenses Mm -hmm. of the business like salaries like rent and electricity for our second story, shares in Collins Food, mm-hmm. the owner of fast food chains KFC Delicious. and Taco Bell, Delicious. jumped more than 18% this week. And that's because the company's Australian stores performed surprisingly well mm. in online and deliveries during lockdown. Nice work from KFC and friends <laughs> here. So what's the story? Some context. KFC Australia now has over 135 finger-licking good restaurants <laughs> that do delivery. And delivery is booming for KFC Australia. The old click and collect is really working with consumers even though traditionally KFC have been a dine-in experience for many. Despite COVID, KFC Australia actually maintained its growth as a company. Somehow, KFC Australia saw sales go up in the last year by almost 4%. And that's how KFC, a food retailer, managed to lift its share price by almost 20% Mm. in one of the toughest retail environments ever. So what's the key learning here? The reason KFC Australia was able to do so well in such a tough period is largely due to the strength of its brand. Well, you could go almost anywhere to get ultra deep fried delicious chicken, but you don't. By sticking that KFC wrapper around that chicken and selling the story around their famous 11 herbs and spices, it makes consumers perceive it as tasting and smelling Mm. that much better. And brands can often lead to competitive advantages in the market. KFC is showing that its brand is super strong here in Australia. And not only do consumers trust it, but it seems like investors do too. For our third and final story, the New York Times has drawn a line in the Mm. 
sand mm. and is cutting its relationship with Apple News. <laughs> Love a bit of a dust up between big <laughs> names. What happened here? Well, the New York Times is probably the biggest name in journalism in mm. the world. It has 6 million subscribers and around 150 million monthly readers. But it's not content with that. Mm-mm. The New York Times has a big, big goal. It wants to reach 10 million subscribers by 2025. It's big. But now the New York Times has said no more to Apple News. The reason? Because Apple News no longer aligns with its strategy mm. to fund quality journalism and build direct relationships with paying readers. So what's the key learning here? Companies like Apple, Google, Uh Amazon, they're all intermediaries between everyday companies and their customers. But what is an intermediary in this sense? Intermediaries basically put buyers and sellers together without taking ownership Uh of the product or service. They kind of act like go-betweens. Exactly. Like how Apple News connects its readers with the New York Times. Or like how Trivago connects users with airline Mm. flights. But companies like New York Times are seeking a more direct relationship between Mm. itself and its customers. So it can better serve those customers. Flux family, if you're enjoying the pod, head over to our Insta at flux.finance. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.